So we're really excited that we're back with the marriage series and we are going to kind of mix it up. So kind of really excited because whether you are married or you are just seeking a spouse, like you're looking for a guy to marry, this whole series is going to be so for you. And let me say this because we're going to get into some really touchy subjects. Kind of excited. They're a little controversial, some of them, but overall things that we need to talk more about as women, like spying on men, social media, and our guys in public, and like intercultural marriages, all types of things, and different things that we go through, like what are the red flags of guys to like stay away from in marriage? What are some signs of like good stuff where you could like go towards that guy. He's definitely maybe marriage material, whether you are looking for a spouse or you're already married and you want to kind of maintain your marriage and make sure that you're not violating anything or you're making sure that you're just keeping your marriage as healthy and happy as possible, or just trying to like reignite that love in your marriage. We are going to be covering it all in the upcoming months. So really excited. January is just going to be hot for marriage here. We're definitely going to cover other stuff if marriage is not your forte right now. And it's not something you're either searching for or looking to improve. Like always, we'll give you everything. But definitely excited in this time. And today we're talking about spying. Yeah, spying on your husband, maybe when he's sleeping, going through his phone, wondering who's that text from. Why is there a heart emoji over here? Or maybe your husband speaks a different language and you're not sure what that means. Is that from a family member? Is this from a woman? Like you're not really sure. So we're going to talk about that type of stuff today because it is definitely looming in a lot of our minds. So today let's get into jealousy and spying on your husband. Hey, great to have you back with us here. Assalamu alaikum at the Mindfulness Summer Speaks podcast where we talk all things on how to educate, motivate, and support you to go from just struggling every day as a Muslim out there to absolutely thriving. Very excited to have you on the podcast. If you're new, welcome, welcome. If you are an old-time listener from way back when we first started this, welcome. Either way, love to have you guys back with us because as women, we're just coming together. And if you're, um, if you're also on Thrive, just know we have a podcast section where we take the conversation and we keep it going after the podcast is over. So don't forget to leave your two cents on these types of topics inside. Inshallah, isn't All right. So today we're talking about Hmm. We're talking about jealousy and the struggle with us around spying on our husbands. And we're going to drop some information from this in there for you today. Like, what does Allah think about that? But wait, I have good reason. I think I might have saw a text from a woman on the phone. I get it. But let's talk for a minute about um, the good, the bad of that situation. All right. So um, for those of you who don't know, by the way, and you're new, um, my name is Mindful Muslima. I'm the host of the podcast and I am a licensed educator of 20 years, a big sister to the community. And this is a topic with women I have spoken to them a lot about. And today we're going to get nitty gritty into kind of like keeping it real as we always do as, is that okay for me to just check on his phone? Like, can I do that? Hmm. Let's talk about it. So first of all, there's different kinds of jealousy. So let's just bring that out there right in the forefront. So there's a certain type of jealousy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he loves. 
and then there's a certain type that he doesn't. So there's two types of jealousy, and the jealousy um, with due suspicion with Allah loves, like uh, Ali ibn Abi Talib stated that jealousy is two types. One that is good and beautiful, by the way, which one maintains the honor of his family, and there's a type that will enter him or her into the hellfire. So clearly Allah sees jealousy as two different kinds. There could be a positive one where you're maintaining the honor of your family, you're protecting, you're jealous in a healthy way, like the way a husband would be for a wife, like not to have other men talk to her. And, and you know, likewise, I wanna say that for women, that healthy jealousy where we wanna like look good for our husband, we want him to love us and all that stuff, and we don't want other women to talk to him. That is, there's nothing wrong with having that feeling. It really, really isn't. But then there's like what you do with that feeling that kind of crosses over, could possibly cross over into the negative aspects. So from the permissible, jealousy is the desire of good. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he actually has um, a jealousy for his creation. And that's also really, really good, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, he loves his creation and he wants us to not be like of the like the ones that permit um, or commit, excuse me, acts of fahsha. Fahsha are impermissible sexual activities. And I'll just say it flat out there. And so, and I'm not going to like drop any other words other than that. I'm sorry. I was just translating literally. Um, but he's jealous because he doesn't want his creation to do these like immoral things. And that's the jealousy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to us, which is actually Again, a healthy jealousy. But for us with other people, they're the two types. So let's just be really clear that your feeling as a woman to want to protect your husband, protect your man, and not have other women want to talk to him, that's totally a healthy jealousy. It's the same for your husband. But then there's like, what do we do with that jealousy? So we are naturally inclined, by the way, as females, just by our innate creation, to be jealous um, of others, and especially in the even in the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him, some of his wives were jealous of the other wives. And that's totally something that um, is acknowledged in the Sunnah. But the thing is, there's different ways to handle that natural jealousy. So let's just take a look into the Sunnah about the types of negative jealousy so we can see how we should be responding or not responding, okay? So the first type of jealousy is deadly and leads to oppression and um, indeed like what we shall say, evil plots only fall upon the people who do this. And the oppression for them on the day of judgment is nothing less than complete darkness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking of or referring to the lying upon others or backbiting because of jealousy. Like you might have stretched the truth to like make it worse than it was about somebody else. Or you might have like literally just straight up backbitten around that person because of your jealousy for them. And you probably didn't have to say that extra comment about that sister, but you were just like dead jealous. And sometimes women do this in front of their husbands. They don't want guys to like another woman in the community or think well of her. Sometimes it's her own friends because she's jealous of her own friends. Let's just keep it real. So that is still... On, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about it. He says, Consider not that Allah is unaware of that which the thalimun, the polytheist, or the wrongdoers do. And the proofs that discourage oppressions of other women, women by women, because yeah, sometimes we're mean, right? Are many. 
And similarly, if a woman describes her sister in a way that she dislikes, then this is a form of backbiting. And so there are certain statements where the prophet peace upon him used to deem it to be like a huge deal. Well, perhaps maybe a woman might not think it's such a big deal today, but it really is. And so um, even the prophet's wife, Aisha radiallahu anha, she made a statement once. And this is why we know the prophet, peace be upon him, didn't like such things also. So it wasn't just like the Quran, but the, even the prophet, he described to us how these are abhorrent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he would show his displeasure with them as well to show that, right? So Aisha radiallahu anha, she said, I said, O messenger of Allah, is it not enough for you that Sophia is such and such? And she was talking about like how she was short in nature. And he replied, you have said a word which would dirty the sea if it were mixed in it. So he let her, that's like his old way of saying, um, your word was just so filthy because it had such evil, jealous intent behind it that if the entire ocean was there, I think about the depth and the you know, the greatness of such a body of water. Your little word would have dirtied the whole thing because that's how disgusting it is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. SubhanAllah. Now, she only said this about the other wife that she was short. She didn't even like really go in on her, right? But it was still in a demeaning manner and it was rooted in jealousy. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, saw this statement as a great offense as a Muslim. It wasn't just like, hey, that's my wife. I get that she's being jealous. It was just he wanted her to know right then and there that these are not the types of comments that a mu'min would make, that a really, really true believer would make. And so how much more evil is it of the other stuff that we say that's probably worse than, oh, she's a little short. I mean, that wasn't even truly, truly something we would think nowadays if somebody put that in a text, in a post, in a comment, or even just said behind someone's back that that would be highly offensive. Well, guess what? Even the Prophet, peace be upon him, thought that was abhorrent. And number two, another type of negative jealousy that we could use towards our husbands or because of other women is, and I'll say this because some women do have um, co-wives if a man marries two wives, which is obviously not that common, but it definitely is still out there, um, which is also a form of oppression. And Abu Hurairah anhu, where the Prophet peace be upon him said, it is not permissible for a woman to seek the divorce of her sister with the intent to remove any competition so let her marry, for she will only have what is decreed for her. Like In other words, like if you're afraid to marry a guy because you think he's going to marry over on you, or you're afraid like that you know your husband loves the other wife more, or you're afraid that your husband is just, like, just looking for a wife in general other than you, because you know, in different cultures, this is more prevalent in others. So if you're new to Islam, I will say that this is not highly common, but it does happen in some communities more than others in terms of like marrying more than one wife. Um, it's not an easy thing to do, by the way. Um, it's not easy, not at all. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, talks about that. It's it's taken lightly nowadays, but it is not light at all. If a gentleman does it the wrong way, the, the guy, he can definitely go to the hellfire. There's so much surrounding that. So um, it's never okay, no matter what type of woman that woman is, to try to encourage your husband to divorce her or to not be with her. That is not permissible. So that is from jealousy as well and not considered good by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the last type, the type that we started off with, which was that spying. All right. So this is the shortcoming that grabs hold of so many women, pushing them to spy on their husbands and using many methods to spy and search for secrets. Well, if the prophet, peace be upon him, was alive today with us, 
how would he advise us on this matter? And the Prophet peace be upon me said, beware of suspicion. For verily suspicion is the falsest of speech and do not meddle and do not spy. Do not rival one another, nor be envious of each other or hate one another, nor turn your back on one another and be servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and brothers and sisters as he has, as he has ordered you. The Muslim is the brother of his fellow Muslim and he or she does not oppress nor deceive, nor belittle them. And taqwa is here. Taqwa is here. And he was doing this while pointing to his chest. It is enough evil for a man to disdain his Muslim brother or a female to her sister. A Muslim is sacred to another Muslim in entirety, by blood, by honor, by wealth. Verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks not to your bodies nor your shape, but rather your heart and your deeds. So that is a that is a powerful statement and that does not just speak to our sisters, right? That speaks to our brothers and our sisters, but this is a general statement of any type of jealousy and spying for the others. Now, I think it's clear, right? So if we took that into the situation of phones and spying, would that not fall under that? right? So we don't really have to wonder if that's okay. No matter, and and, and mind you, the prophet, peace be upon him, he never said, but it is permissible in this case. If your husband does this, did you see him say that? No. He said that a Muslim is sacred to another Muslim. And here's the thing. As women, sometimes we feel like, but I have to know, I have to protect myself, I have to this and that. But here's the thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also promises us, and the Prophet peace be upon him talks about this. If somebody does something three, at least three times, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will expose him or her. So eventually it will come out anyway. And here's the thing also, we are not judge and juror. We're not the one that's supposed to decide the punishment of our husband and go after him about whatever it is that he's doing. This is something that um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-adl, he's the most just. So he will take care of the the person and whatever it is that they're doing behind your back. You don't have to go after them. You don't have to spy after them or nothing. And if it's about another woman that is imposing herself um, upon your husband or another um, co-wife that's trying to do something really bad and evil, let's just remember this. They plot and they plan, but Allah is the best of plotters. Allah is the best of planners. And he says this in the Quran. And subhanAllah, no matter what evil they do, you cannot be phased by it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, even if he, they brought the nations together against you, they couldn't do anything to you except by what Allah allowed. And even if you brought every nation to protect you, they couldn't except by what Allah allows. The pens have been lifted, the pages have dried Qadr is real. And so what I want to say, sister, is if you're afraid of oppression and your husband and, and him doing things to you and whatever, I would say instead of spending time spying on him in jealousy, I would say spend time pleading and, and talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And every single morning when you wake, I would suggest to you that you make the dua of the one who is oppressed. If you feel like he truly is doing something against you, if you make your adhkar every morning, you have nothing to fear. If you are living in fear, sister, it's because you're not making your adhkar, you're not relying on Allah, and you think the world can touch you in ways that it can't, except by Allah's permission. 
That goes for all of us, myself included. So definitely if your spouse apologizes, you accept apology. And what I want to say to women regarding husbands in general is look, after years of experience in this and working with thousands and thousands and thousands of women, and I have an entire marriage um, free class and course like you guys know where I work with another couple thousands every year, is what I want to say is we have to put in perspective that either you're going to stay with your husband and work it out, or you're going to leave. And some women, they will spend their entire marriage complaining for their husband and gathering and piling up sin by spying on him, talking bad about him to their girlfriends, da-da-da, da-da-da. Why are we doing that? We need to either accept their shortcomings, figure out how we can accommodate and stay, or make a real decision to possibly leave. It is not healthy for you to stay and spend your time jealous, backbiting, spying. Like, why are we doing that? We're incurring sin. So we need to sometimes have, I'm not saying jump into divorce. What I'm saying is have that real conversation with yourself about your non-negotiables. I talk to women who are looking for marriage all the time. Okay. And for all the girls out there, they're looking for a guy and they're thinking, well, I can't trust any guy out there because you have mindfulness, you have not seen the, the choices. It's just really, it's really rough. It's really difficult. I get you. But that's why I have an entire free class where I teach women how to spot the bad stuff and how to know the good signs. Like there are very specific things to do. And I don't believe that there's no good guys out there. Let me tell you why. Because my daughter had a very similar feeling. Mommy, what am I going to do? We live in New York City. There are so many Muslims here. You wouldn't believe. But believe me, they are not always on the deen, a lot of them. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he promises for the one that is actually going to follow the sunnah and look the right way and do things the right way, that he's going to protect them completely. He's going to be their wali. But guess what? A lot of these young sisters are making the mistakes. They're not on the sunnah. They think they are. But they're still making bad choices because the examples of how to seek a spouse was given to them by their parents. And their parents had this total cultural way of doing things. So they're making a lot of mistakes. Or maybe you're a revert and you've never been married. You're just trying to find a guy, you know, like, okay, I'm Muslim now, so I have to have a Muslim husband. How do I do this? And then there are all these kinds of dating sites or they're, they're hanging out at hookah joints. Like, the wrong way of going about things. Then they're going to end up in some messed up marriage and they're like, how did I get here? What happened? Guys, we have to seek to educate ourselves on the right way to do these things. Now, in the upcoming podcast, if you're looking for a spouse, like I said, I'm going to be giving you tips. But every year, once or twice a year, I also open an entire free class where I tell you like a free like list of what you need to know. So you know. And if guess what? If you don't know any of those things, and you want to know more, I teach them. I teach them to women all the time. But my plea to all the sisters is please don't go into these things blindly. This is a huge risk. And it's not a huge risk if you learn and you know better. Why would you not want to know what you need to look for properly so you can avoid all the pain? You can avoid all the drama. So I'm all about educating women and I really want to empower women to make those good decisions. So lastly, what I'll say on jealousy and spying and love is that you should never also, if you're already married or you are thinking of getting married, either way, understand there's a really big difference though in your husband's love for family versus you. Now, some women, they marry their husbands and they get super jealous. They might not think they will, but they get super jealous of the way he loves his mom 
or the way he loves his sister or his children from a previous marriage or something like that. We have to understand there is a huge difference in that love. That is a family love. It's blood. It's relation. I'm not talking about second cousins and stuff. That is not okay. I'm talking about like his own like immediate family like that. And and that's a different type of love. And our jealousy is something that we're going to have to learn to um, really just, how do I say, manage. But if you do have real concerns about your husband's fidelity, and I will totally say this here, and the way he deals with women outside, I would say that that is a definite conversation to be had. It's not a spying conversation. It's a conversation to his face. And then if that doesn't work out, you might want to go to the imam you might want to go to marriage counseling or whatever. And last note on marriage counseling, because we had, I was just interviewing um, Dr. Raymond Brock, really excited because he's coming on the podcast in January. I'm going to air that one. And he is a mental health professional. Um, He has a PhD in in, um, psychology and therapy. And I'm really, really excited that he's going to talk about some of the emotional stuff that we're going through right now and give some tips for us who are struggling. Um, Also, obviously, I'm with you guys in the um, emotions course right now. Very excited. Women are doing an absolutely amazing job, those who have started. And um, inshallah, we're going to keep doing that work. But for the women who are struggling with, you know, marriage and seeking a spouse or being married already and having these issues with marriage and husbands and jealousy, I want to say just end on the jealousy point. If you are going to seek marital therapy, please try to find a therapist that is Muslim. It might not be in your area. You might have to do something online. But I had a sister the other day, and it was really upsetting to me. And I could feel myself getting emotionally upset for her because she had an issue with a spouse. And this spouse was talking to women at work inappropriately. Okay. And he was like not seeing the big deal with it. And she went to a Western non Muslim therapist about it, and they told her because it was not from the Islamic perspective. See, this is the big difference, guys, and I want to just emphasize this. Sometimes there are huge differences between... It's not that all therapists that aren't Muslim aren't good, but there are like these huge differences sometimes in our belief systems. So in our belief system, men cannot be friends with women. It's not okay. It's not okay for them to joke and laugh and cackle and, hey, hey, what's up? Let's go for lunch. No. I'm just really dead honest. And if you don't believe me and understand why, go back to the podcast called why men and women can't be friends. It is mind-blowing. I actually have an entire YouTube video that I refer to that shows the visuals. It's so good. And the best part of it is it's um, a YouTube video that was even not done by Muslims. It was done by non-Muslims to prove that non-Muslims can't be friends either. doesn't matter. Men and women can't be friends, period. Boom, right? So the beauty of the, the conversation with the therapy is the therapist said to her, that he like he should be able to be friends with men and women and her issue is jealousy she has an she has um, a self-esteem problem and she needs to basically get her self-esteem together and so imagine her husband sitting in the therapy session like oh I guess I'm off the hook let me go back to work tomorrow and flirt with all those ladies because that is the advice she's given and that is normal for him. That's healthy. This is just the way men and women interact. And she has a self-esteem issue. The problem is her, not him. Could you imagine? That is so not true. So what I'm saying is watch where you take your advice from. 
You want sound advice. And that's why on Mindful Muslim here, we are dedicated to bringing you the modern day perspective, okay, but within the Islamic context. That way you have a balance of both where you're not like throwing one out and keeping the other, vice versa. So please, sisters, bottom line is, in summary, there are two kinds of jealousy. There's the one that Allah loves and the one that Allah doesn't love. We talked about the ones that Allah doesn't love. He doesn't like the lying and the backbiting one, right? He doesn't like when we are um, seeking to get our co-wife divorced so that we don't have competition. And he doesn't like when we're spying about our husbands and jealousy and, and things like that. And I gave you the huge comment and um, of Rasulullah where he says, beware of suspicion. And verily, suspicion is the falsest of speech and do not meddle and do not spy. And he went on and on about it, about how Muslims are sacred to other Muslims. We should really see that sister who we see as competition as our fellow Muslim sister. And it doesn't mean she's an angel, but neither are we. And we still see it as an act of ibadah, an act of worship to not try to defame her and to not spy on her husbands, but to control our jealousy. Speak to him face to face about your issue when he's conscious. Don't wait till he's looking the other way. And that's the truth. That's the upright thing. That is courage. Don't be a coward. I encourage you the same way I encourage myself. Don't be a coward. Talk to our spouses about what is on our heart. And if we don't feel they're hearing us, and if we don't feel they're respecting us, and we feel we need to really go further with our concern, take it to a professional. Don't leave it to fester. Don't leave it to bubble up inside of you, all right? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of you the best and healthiest of marriages. And if you are not yet married, I'm making dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you a spouse that is the coolness of your eyes and is your ticket to Jannah. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. All right, I will catch you sisters back on Friday. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.